1: Our final look at NFL draft needs and ranking our top five at key positions for the Washington Commanders, plus our perfect pairings for this weekend's NFL draft, all leading to our final first round mock draft of the year right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
2: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen every single day. I am David Harrison, covering your Washington Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and my co-host, Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Metahurt show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time or any along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at wrestlemania 621 and at LOCommanders. Thanks again for making us your first listen or view of the day. Our final look today at the 2022 NFL Draft for the Washington Commanders, and we're going to start off with our top three team needs for the team entering the weekend. Chris, I'll get started. My number three need for the Washington Commanders is going to be the defensive backs group. Now, let me let me clarify some things for our audience out there. I'm not saying that this is going to be the third position they pick. What I'm saying is these three positions, these are the ones that the Washington Commanders have to absolutely address this weekend as far as we evaluate the roster. It doesn't necessarily mean our number one need is going to be the first-round pick, number two need is second-round pick, et cetera, et cetera. Just that, for me, the third most important position group, defensive back, whether that's a safety or a corner, hopefully someone who's versatile enough to do both if they need them to, that is my number three need for this team entering the weekend.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm going to go wide receiver here, which, uh, again, a lot of people, like if we were actually ranking needs, David, a lot of people would say is the number one need. I I, mm-hmm. I do disagree with that. I have always disagreed with that, especially with the depth uh, in this class but uh, and some of the talent that they have still on the roster. But wide receiver clearly is a need overall, and this is the draft to get uh, some part of your future to balance – with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel who maybe one day he'll stay healthy, Deami right. Brown in year 2, so on and so forth. Um wide receiver again, I realize is uh is a a Look, you got to give Carson Wentz weapons. If this mm. is going to work out with Carson Wentz, you've got to give him as many weapons and as many possibilities and as many choices uh, as you possibly can. So uh, for me, while I don't think it's as big of a need as, as a lot of people think it is and right. that's okay. Uh, I, I, I realize and recognize the need for me for number two, uh, David, uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the board here Um which probably is going to get me in trouble. I'm going to go offensive tackle. Uh, and listen, uh, I, I would say it, it's it, it's going to come with qualifiers is what I'm going to say uh, when we get into actual position players. But offensive tackle, if you think about it, okay, what did I just mention about Carson Wentz? And Ron has said this. Fifty times in multiple, multiple, multiple interviews, you gotta protect him. This dude, yep. this cat, is really bad with trash around him and and pressure and and chaos. Tom Brady struggles when pass rushes get to him. You know that. I know that just because I'm a Tom Brady honk. Okay, every quarterback struggles with pressure. Yeah. So the thought and the theory would be is you can have all these fancy bells and whistles and weapons and play calls and strategies and this, that, and the other thing, and you could have special arm talent and athleticism and size and see over the line. If you can't handle the pressure and if you can't consistently perform, which Carson Wentz has struggled at with trash around him, well, then your your best option is to upgrade the people protecting for him and the yeah. people Blocking for him, not only in pass pro, but also to help your run game, which theoretically helps the quarterback. So to me, I'm putting a higher emphasis on offensive tackle specifically, but offensive line in general than mm-hmm. I think most commanders, fans, analysts, media, mock drafts that I've seen. Uh, and and to me, maybe I'll get punished for that, but I think offensive tackle is an area that we should all keep an eye on a little bit closer this weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean the the theory is 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 or the the ranking is is set hard and and very proven theories, right? You need a passer, you need pass protectors, you need playmakers, you need pass defenders and pass rushers. That's what you need to be a successful NFL team and pretty much in that order. And we've seen the Kansas City Chiefs make it to multiple Super Bowls, AFC Championship games and all that stuff. Honestly, without great pass rushers outside of maybe Chris Jones on the defensive line and without great pass protector defenders outside of maybe Tyron Matthew, who's the back end of your pass defense. So that's not good for you. But why are they successful? Because they have good pass protection for the most part and and enough for a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can make his own pass protection by evading and a great passer, and you have playmakers. So uh, the theory or the, the ranking is definitely stooped in positive uh, recent examples of why that is the way that it is. My number two need for this team, Chris, is the wide receiver position. A little bit higher than yours, not the, still not the number one, but I do. I still believe that uh, this team needs to give some weapons to Carson Wentz, and, and I've said this multiple times throughout the offseason. When I look at draft needs, when I look at where this team is, I look at what we know. I don't look at what we hope for. So when I look at Curtis Samuel – yeah, he's a really good talent when he's on the field. Hasn't been on the field yet. I mean, sparingly, yes, but really hasn't been on the field yet. So I don't count him as a weapon until he becomes a weapon. De'Ami Brown, I love the upside. I loved, I still love the pick from last year. Don't get me wrong, but so far, haven't seen anything that really blows my socks off or says, this is a legitimate number three guy for your team. Adam Humphrey, as far as I know, is not even signed to anybody. De'Andre Carter is gone. Yeah, Sims is back, but I mean, we, we've kind of seen that song and dance. He, I don't think he's going to elevate above anything that he already is uh, as of right now. So you need to add another wide receiver to help Carson Wentz uh, have a chance of having some success with his team. And then my number one need, it's been the number one need since we hit the offseason. It hasn't changed since then through free agency, losing players, gaining players, trading for players. It's linebacker. And it's specifically uh, off-ball line, but Mike linebacker, whatever you want to call it, every linebacker in a 4-3 is essentially off the line of scrimmage. So it's just linebacker. Cole Holcomb needs some help. Jamin Davis needs to take a step forward in year two. But even if Jamin Davis takes a step forward, how big is that step going to be? He's not going to become Micah Parsons in year two after the year one that he had. Cole Holcomb can't do it by himself. This team needs to find a linebacker in this NFL draft.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you went with that as number one. And again, this is not a pure ranking, Um, but I mean, clearly that – there is some something to that, whereas you, you put that as a high priority, and I don't disagree that they absolutely no. need a true Mike and a Mike of the future, and it didn't work out for Jamin Davis. I guess I backed off of it mm-hmm. because I, I I think with the investment that they made in Jamin Davis last year, with Cole Holcomb being able to play Mike if if they want him to and need him to and he wants to, And you still have a guy like David Mayo, you could bring back a guy like Bostic, what have you. And I know that's not popular with fans, Mm -hmm. but I I looked at it as I don't think they're going to go early in this draft. Mm -hmm. Two years in a row, heavy at linebacker, even though, again, Rivera, former linebacker, Jack Del Rio, like the signs are there. The need is there. I just don't think they go there. Early mm-hmm. and, and as a priority two years in a row. I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. So that's why I didn't put linebacker uh, in mind, David. But I put, number one, cornerback, and more specifically, I guess, defensive back. And here's right. my thought and theory. Cornerback, more of a priority, in my opinion, than safety. But mm-hmm. I'll say the whole defensive backfield, it's a passing league. It's a heavy, heavy passing league this Absolutely. team stunk against the past now <laughs> against elite passers but think about it how bad would their numbers have been if aaron Rodgers and tom brady lit them up like christmas trees and they didn't yeah. they yeah. didn't it was average sort of right. guys right or very or good guys but not the elite they stunk on the back end in every possible way. Some of that was because Chase Young and Montez Sweat were injured, not factors, all of that. Some of that was the line, no doubt. This is a cornerback league as much as it is an edge pass rusher league, as much as it is a stop the run league, all that nonsense to me this is a cornerback league. Either you got them or you don't have them. And if you don't have them, you are going to get absolutely exposed in today's NFL. So to oh. me, number one is cornerback, but I'll allow defensive back as as a, as a bigger, larger grouping. So that's, you know, again, my theory. And then I'll just go ahead with my honorable mention, right? Because we're going to do uh, that. And this is where I jump in with the whole Mike linebacker thing. Again, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say like if – well, we don't want to talk about specific scenarios, but if there, it just so happens if you trade back and, and you find yourself like at 17 or 18 and yeah. a certain kid from Utah is out there, you might want to yeah. go there. You know, I, I mean, again, I can't say that that won't happen, but right. I guess what I'm kind of thinking is we tried to do this last year and it didn't mm-hmm. work. Again, I think Jamin Davis is going to be better than most people think he is, mm-hmm. uh, but, but clearly... That is going to be probably at the weak side linebacker spot I, I, again. To me, I, I allow that m- that Mike linebacker is of course important, and of course I think they'll address it at some point. I just don't know if it's this overwhelming priority, you know, maybe that 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 some others have, and and quite honestly, that you, that you're putting it as. And again, I know yeah. this is not a true ranking. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see them going that way. And maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I'll allow it for honorable mention because I'll probably be wrong.
1: Well, listen, and and again, and that's, you know, linebacker is my number one priority for this team to fill just because I view it as the weakest part of the roster as it stands right now. Does not mean I think they'll go there in the first round, even the second round, even the third round. To be quite honest with you, I just think you need to find some talent to kind of infuse into that linebacker group at the best possible spot. Value is always a part. My honorable mention for this group, Chris, is the running back group. And same thing. I don't necessarily think that you have to go first round, second round, third round, wherever it is. It's just at some point in time, I would like to see this team add a running back that can push the pile a little little bit more versus the running backs we already have who kind of need that pile to be pushing already. And then they can help the pile push. I would like to see a pile pusher type of running back come in. Something else that uh, we would like to see is, or something else that we're going to talk about our position ranking. So we identified our positions of need. Now we're going to talk about what are some of the targets, some of the players and prospects that could be available on days one, two, and three to address these needs, because obviously we would like to see the commanders come away with players from all of these groups, just like my wife, Chris, you're probably in the same boat, would like to see something shiny for for Mother's Day. And at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices that you won't find at a traditional jewelry. With Mother's Day coming up, it's the perfect time to get to know blue nile whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance blue nile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom shop high quality classic diamond earrings elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget mark mother's day with something enduring classic diamond stud earrings elegant tennis bracelets birthstone pendants And so much more at BlueNile.com, celebrating the special woman in your life, regardless of whether or not she's the mother. On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of fine jewelry options at every price point. The best part, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Need your special purchase fast. In most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away What's inside this Mother's Day? Give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from Blue Nile and locked on listeners get fifty dollars off of five hundred dollars or more. This podcast exclusively is only good through Mother's Day. Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to Blue Nile today.
0: All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and first watch each and every day. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 28th, 7 o'clock Eastern time, available on Locked on NFL on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. It is time now to dive into our top position group needs for the commanders by identifying our top players, David, in each group. Again, we're not doing this in in a uh, sort of traditional way, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, We're doing a top prospect from each day range uh, in terms of projections and how we kind of see it. Uh, for each group. So before I turn over to you for your number one uh, need and position group players, I'm going to start with defensive back again, corner and then safety as my number one need. And of course on day one, listen, if Ahmed Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati is there, you like, Throw the card up to the Bellagio fountains and Roger Goodell, and you run. I don't think Ahmad Gardner is going to be there. Uh, no. If Derek Stingley is there, that's a completely different argument. In my eyes, in my case, Kyle Hamilton was our pick in the ultimate NFL mock draft. I think that obviously makes a lot of sense for many reasons that we've discussed. Day two, guys, Jalen Petrie, the corner from Baylor, very versatile, physical, can move around, kind of a versatile chess piece. Uh, Corner uh, safety, I should say, Jaquan Brisker, who Washington had in for a top 30 visit from Penn Mm. State, is another guy, of course, to keep an eye on. Friday, meaning rounds two, and then possibly if everything like really like gets backloaded, maybe round three. In terms of day three, Saturday, rounds four through seven, how about a guy like Dane Belton, safety from Iowa, or Zion McCollum, a corner from Sam Houston. Again, developmental guys with right. some different things and flaws, uh, certainly some ways that you can look if you're the Washington Commanders. David?
1: Yeah, day three guys for sure for a reason, but they also have a lot of potential as well. So my number one position group linebackers, again, not saying that Washington's going to go there in round one. I just want to see one of these six guys on my list come to the Washington Commanders by the time this weekend is over. Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah, Chris, you mentioned him. He's obviously he's the top linebacker on everybody's board at number 11. I don't go Devin Lloyd. I don't go Devin Lloyd at number 11 pretty much in any circumstances. Instead, if number 11 comes up and all these other players are gone, you trade back. You mentioned, I think, 17, right? If you get back to 17, 18, maybe grab him there. I think maybe you have to go more like the 15 range. Uh, maybe net yourself a third-round pick in the process. But if you can get Devin Lloyd in the first round and trade back, okay. Other than that, you're probably looking at day two. Uh, Nicobe Dean, I feel like, is is a little bit too undersized uh, for what Jack Del Rio is going to want. So day two, guys, Quay Walker out of Georgia. I would love him in the second round. Brian Asimov, he's a good second-round target, but honestly, he could still be there on in the third round at the end of day two. So if Washington wants to trade back into the third round, obviously we know they don't have their current third-round pick. Brian Asimov is a the guy they could potentially look at. And then Brandon Smith, a day three linebacker, Brandon Smith from Penn State would still bring good talent to this linebacker group and improve uh, the unit from what it is right now. And then JoJo Duman out of Nebraska is another name to keep an eye on as uh, the NFL draft goes into Saturday.
0: All right. I mentioned number two for me was offensive line. Look, day one, Evan Neal's not supposed to be there at number 11, yeah. but there's some rumors, there's some murmurs yeah. uh, yeah. that he is slipping because of medical concerns. Listen, if Evan Neal is there at number 11, again, you you, you just, you, you absolutely have no choice but to take him. Zion Johnson, arguably, if not arguably, the top offensive guard uh, out of Boston College. I also think he's from the DMV area. Some day two picks that we want to keep in mind, maybe an Abraham Lucas off Offensive tackle David out of Washington State. Dylan Parham, uh, an offensive guard, uh, and uh, you know an offensive guard from Memphis. Remember, this team lost both starting guards in Brandon Sheriff and Eric Flowers. Ed Ingram, an a guard from LSU. Day three again, round four plus Kellen Deesh, uh, an offensive tackle from Arizona State. Some names for you guys to keep an eye on on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and Arizona State, my alma mater. So any Sun Devil that comes to the team is automatically my favorite player on the roster. My number two need for this team, wide receiver. This is a position they could actually go in the first round, Chris. And I'm not going to lie, I've warmed up a little. bit. I'm going to get more into this in segment three, but I've warmed up a little bit on Jamison Williams, not from a talent standpoint. The talent was never in question, more from an injury recovery standpoint. So wide receiver out of Alabama, if he's there, number 11, a very enticing player. To possibly take there, of course, Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, has probably been the most popular wide receiver, uh, mocked at number 11 outside of – if it's not Kyle Hamilton, a lot of times uh, it's Garrett Wilson. But if you look into day two, uh, potential targets for the Washington Commanders, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State, is a guy who could still be available, get a little first-round buzz. Charles Davis, NFL.com, had seven receivers going in his latest uh, first-round mock draft. Jahan Dotson was one of them. So, again, could be day two, could be day one. Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama product. Got a last-second invite uh, to the Senior Bowl due to an injury. Flew literally from Los Angeles where he's training to mobiles. Showed up for day two of practices, Chris, and still balled out. That to me is incredibly impressive. Uh, a day two target there, and then day three, David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue, could sneak into the back end of day two, but he could be there day three. And then Kyle Phillips, kind of a more of a more of a pure slot guy. So again, Curtis Samuel probably kind of fills that role area. So maybe you don't go Kyle Phillips so if you're looking for like a DeAndre Carter replacement maybe Kyle Phillips fits that bill on Dave. All
0: right. So for me, um, uh, you, you know, uh, as, as we kind of go to my th- number three need, you just mentioned the wide receivers. I, one name that I'll just throw in there. If they can somehow get him, not in the first round uh, at number 47, overall second round, Christian Watson, North Dakota state, an absolute athletic freak drops yeah. too many passes. Uh, got to work on that. Uh, don't know how he'll be against top end competition, but if you're kind of looking for just a freakazoid, that might be a very enticing option. And David, for you.
1: Yeah, the, the position you group, you have number one. So obviously, we agree right. that this team needs to address the defensive back group. I'm with you. If Sauce is there at 11, I don't see how you pass up Sauce. Of course, Kyle Hamilton is another name. But I mean, really, they can't like. We're going to get into perfect pairings here in a minute, this is kind of where this exercise comes in. I mean, Jalen P.T., Traquan Brisker, Dane Belton, Zion McCollum, and there are more names. There there are even more that we're not even talking about. Tariq Woolen out of UTSA is another interesting Mm -hmm. uh, late day two, maybe day three guy. So a lot of potential there in the DB room. Going back to our honorable mentions, though, Chris, mine was running back. Damian Pierce, uh, day two running back. Probably third round, you could get him there. Again, Washington would obviously have to either trade back and net a third-round pick or trade up into the third round in order to have a third-round pick, but – If they do decide to go in there after a guy like Damian Pierce, he's a three-down back, probably the best blocking back in this draft uh, as far as the running back group is. And I know a lot of people aren't really high on the running backs in this one, but Damian Pierce is a guy that you pair him with Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Jared Patterson. you got four running backs there that, Chris, you could literally, whatever the game situation is you're in, you've got a running back that fits that situation.
0: Pass Pro is very underrated and very important. For my honorable mention, I'm going to go for that Mike Linebacker. Chad Muma from Wyoming. I think he's a Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio type, 6'3", 240 plus. Uh, I think he's got high football IQ. I think he's got good enough mobility and, again, size where he's not going to be picked off uh, and swallowed up. Maybe a problem for Nicobe Dean, who you kind of mentioned. So Chad Muma from Wyoming is definitely a name I would keep my eyes on for the Washington Commanders. All right, guys, coming up next, we're going to give you our perfect, ideal pairings if we could draw it up on the chalkboard. But first... Uh, It is the Locked On Commanders podcast for our friends at BetOnline.net. That's right. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news including this year's playoffs in basketball. Of course, Major League Baseball full swing. The hockey playoffs are coming up and you can still get in on all the NFL draft action. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs eSports and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the actions at bet online where the game
2: starts is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Final segment here the Locked On Commanders Podcast, our last full episode before the NFL Draft gets underway. David Harrison and Chris Russell. Find us on Twitter at russellmania six two one at d harrison eighty two and at lo commanders. Chris. We've identified our areas of need that we want the Washington Commanders to, to fulfill. We've identified players from day one two and three for all those position groups that the, the Commanders could target. Because, again, just to reiterate, number one need, not necessarily number one overall pick for the Washington Commanders. Number two need, same thing. Number three need, same thing. Just at some point in time in the weekend, want to see them take them. So now let's look at our number one and number two picks, our first round and second round pick. Call it the perfect pairing. Again, got to give a shout out to Daniel Jeremiah of uh, NFL, NFL Network, NFL.com. Um, former NFL scout, talks about how he's been in, in some organizations as a scout, and this is a, a, an exercise they go through. They say, if we take this guy in round one, who do we potentially see fitting with him in round two that we could take? Then that kind of helps you delineate a little bit. When you have some options like Kyle Hamilton, Sauce Gardner, or Garrett Wilson, okay, that's great, but then who are we looking at in round two? And I lean back to the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of people thought Panay Sewell was going to be the guy. They end up going with Jamar Chase. And at the time, a lot of people kind of questioned it and said, you don't know what you're doing. They come back. They get their offensive lineman in the second round. And when you look at the wide receivers that would have been available for them in the second round, they got a much better duo by taking Jamar Chase first than they would have had they taken Panay Sewell first. So that's kind of the point here is what we feel like is our perfect pairing. And, Chris, I'll go first here. And this is where my Jamison Williams situation kind of – evolves a little bit. I said a while back that I felt like the Washington commanders were not a team that could afford to take a risk on a guy coming off of an injury like this. You got Curtis Samuel uh, already coming off of his injuries and and having struggles and you need to get this offense humming. So to take a risk on a guy, even with the ACL injuries, not being as serious uh, as they once were to me was not worth the number 11 pick. I have flipped on that, Chris, Mm -hmm. I have changed my standing on that. I think what Jamison Williams brings you to the field potentially and I'm going to go ahead and and it's not a recent history, right? There's going back to Adrian Peterson. He was a unicorn. He was the first guy that tore his ACL and then came back and still had some great seasons ahead of him. Now, ACL's really not that big of a deal. I'm looking at Jamison Williams and maybe he's not 100% for the first week or even two weeks. And maybe he can't go through training camp 100% uh, full speed the entire time. But when Jamison Williams gets up to speed – He's going to be a weapon for this team. He's going to help open up things in the slot for Curtis Samuel. And De'Ami Brown takes a little bit of pressure off of him, allows him to develop into that fourth-slash-third wide receiver role, depending on the scenario. So first-round guy. So now how does that shape up for the second round? I'm looking at Jalen Petrie. They list him at cornerback. I call him DB because, like you mentioned in your assessment of him, very versatile, can do a little bit of everything that Jack Del Rio will want him to get. So you get yourself a wide receiver. You get yourself a DB. You get two playmakers that are both going to make an impact – in 2022, that's my pairing: Jamison Williams in the first, Jalen Petrie at a Baylor in the second.
0: All right, I like it. I'm going to be less sexy and more maybe unrealistic. Uh, and again, if I'm Ed Gardner, somehow Sauce Gardner is somehow is there at number 11. To me, he's the best player I think in the draft. I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Again, I realize very unrealistic, but you never know with quarterbacks and edge pass rushers and tackles and this, that, and the other thing. If if that's you know. It, it, You're asking me for an ideal perfect pair. It starts there, okay? Uh, Maybe a pipe dream, but it starts there. And then I'll just say this. If I go there, right, um, and, again, I realize that I'm going a little bit unconventional here. Offensive tackle, I think, is, again, a bigger need than people realize, especially if they plan on moving Cosme inside, something Mm -hmm. that we kind of touched on but not really gotten into. Daniel Falele, uh, I believe is how you say his l- last name. I've heard it a couple of different names, so if I'm butchering it, I'm sorry. But no. Daniel Falele from Minnesota, 6'8", 345 pounds, still developing, David, raw, but powerful, big, yeah. and golfing. I think you saw him down at the Senior Bowl. To me, that's an ideal guy. Middle part of the second round where you don't need to play him right away, Mm -hmm. but you can develop him and use his size and his massive hulking frame to kind of, again, develop with one of the best offensive line coaches uh, in John Matsko in the NFL. So to me, that's my perfect ideal pairing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a good pairing as well. I would love to see Ahmad Sauce Gardner fall to 11 for whatever reason. And that would mean there's 10 GMs. Well, really like what, eight GMs because the teams have two picks ahead of them. But there's eight or nine GMs that would have a lot of answering to do to their team owners when they saw Sauce Gardner balling out in D.C.
0: And and I know again that's unrealistic. So let me start hey, with that. I, but Baker Mayfield
1: going number one overall was unrealistic, Chris. And I, it listen, happened. So
0: you never know how these things can shake out. May, you know, maybe maybe there's something we don't know about. Maybe they don't like six nine uh, six, three, 195 man press corners that can just kick everybody's ass. Maybe they don't like that guy. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah. We don't we don't need that kind of talent on this team. We want to make a challenge for the rest of our guys. Exactly.
0: Um, so, uh, and real quickly, uh, just a quick note, because as we're running out of time here, uh, Deron Payne, right. We we've talked about this situation. Uh, Deron Payne is a possibility to get traded. I, yeah. I, I think everybody understands that David, I, I guess the quick question, just in the limited time that we have left, do you believe there's a, a, a strong possibility that we could walk away from this weekend with Duran Payne on another NFL team?
1: I think we could. I think I think it's certainly possible, especially you know we'll have to see how day, how night one goes, especially too. Uh, I mean, we talked about uh, Jordan Davis out of, out of Georgia is is a is a guy. Devontae Wyatt is another guy uh, defensive lineman there. I mean, if they if they trade back, I mean, let's say they trade back to seventeen or eighteen, and maybe they do have Devin Lloyd on their mind, but Devin goes thirteen or fourteen to Baltimore wherever they're drafting. So now you're sitting back there, you've got a mid round pick, and you look at your board, and maybe you know Jordan Davis, maybe Devontae Wyatt, maybe somebody else is your top guy. So you go somewhere else, but you look at the end of day two, uh, you look at Logan Hall, early day two, a defensive line. You look at Perry on Winfrey, who could be there in the third round. So if you get a third in that trade, uh, sending Deron Payne elsewhere, you could still backfill uh, that position. And look, you know, that, that fourth defensive line guy. I mean, if you have Jonathan Alan, Montez Sweat Chase, Chase Young, and say Perry on Winfrey, that's still a very good defensive front. And now you've got another player you took in the first, you've got more draft capital potentially uh, to fill in some other positions. So I don't know that it will happen, but I think it's definitely something that, you know, if you're if you're a Durant Payne supporter wearing burgundy and gold, you should brace yourself for the possibility that he's not going to be uh, on your team by the time Sunday morning comes.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a 50 50 chance. I mean, yeah. I, I really do. I, I think they could trade him and, and kind of rebuild that position at a much cheaper rate or. Uh, you know, of course, they could try and keep him for one more year, get a third round compensatory pick, uh, I guess, two years from now, you know, for him, or they could even franchise tag him and keep him around for two more years total. A lot of different options uh, there. We will have to wait and see. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On a Commanders podcast. We thank you guys for making us your first listen and watch of the day. Now make your second listen and watch the Locked On NFL Draft a podcast with Ryan Tracy for NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They They bring the NFL draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. David and I will be back throughout the weekend. Updating all of the draft picks and all of the movement and all of the big news and stories and developments, just stay here on the Locked On Commanders uh, podcast. If you want to hop in, locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or on the voicemail 301 615 3577 for David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders freshside.com's fan nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ed show on the team 980 with Pete Nedhurst. Hurst. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. And thank you for joining us right
2: here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.